1: Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Sunday, February 19th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, ready to break down the Sunday card. And this is the first Sunday post-Super Bowl. And you know what that means? More Sunday hockey, more than we normally see. You can tell we're getting to the post-Super Bowl, post-NFL part of the uh, regular season in the NHL because we're going to start seeing more Sunday games. And I remember we talked about it last year at this time, Alex, that once the NFL season ends, we go from maybe just two or three games on a Sunday to six. I think there's going to be many Sundays upcoming where we're going to see eight, nine, maybe even ten Sunday games. So we're going to see more games taking place in NHL action on Sunday, which is good news for hockey fans and bettors.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you'd be able to spread out the action. Obviously, the NFL and college football have now uh, concluded. So basically, you know, the forefront is, is pretty much basketball and hockey. And hockey can, you know, take over spots as much as what we talked about it off air last night about uh, the stadium series game, how, you know, Normally, it would be disastrous to line yourself up with NBA All-Star Weekend, or, or at least the Saturday night festivities in, in years past, but the way that event has fallen off, and it was great last night, uh, but, but uh, still, the stadium series, despite being a one-sided game, that was still with a, actually a lot of fun. That's probably the best outdoor game I've seen in years.
1: Yeah, it was. I thought it was. And, uh, that, you know, we might as well start there with the Saturday uh, recap. But uh, I was impressed with the atmosphere. I was impressed with the environment. I never thought for sure they'd pack 57,000 fans uh, into yeah. Carter-Finley Stadium like that. But the place was slammed. You couldn't find a spot. You couldn't find a seat. Uh, they were into the game. I thought the presentation pregame with them coming onto the ice, you know, I like the little college football element. Of course you know yeah. some people will yeah. say hey keep college football out of hockey it's two different sports but <laughs> it's a college football you know area down there anywhere in the south i mean it's college football yeah. so why not why not showcase it why not highlight it you know it's part of the culture down there it's ingrained in you as a sports fan in the south so i didn't have any problem with that i thought it was cool
0: two things i decided last night when watching the game one they definitely need to utilize more college venues and more intimate settings You know, having a a game, all the kids that were there,
1: the young people, yeah, yeah, Yeah. that game,
0: and and the the view site was great. If you watch the cameras that you know would rotate around throughout the breaks and stuff, you could see that there wasn't a bad seat in that place as far as watching this game. I've I've talked to people who went to see the wild play here, either at Target Field or TCF Bay Stadium. People who went to see the Hawks and Penguins at Soldier Field, they said the sight lines were awful. And so, if you want to keep doing these outdoor games, I think that's one of the, the elements. Find venues that are more fan friendly, that are closer to the action, and, and you get better views. But secondly, I think the concept, and I've been critical of how Gary Bettman has run things over the years, but his you know ideas of, of expanding deeper into the South and West, they've worked out for the most part. I think this is something they need to kind of continue. I think the stadium series needs to be in the and It's funny. They kind of mentioned it about how the winter classics, more the traditional feel. You tend to get the original sixteens, the kind of old school look with the, you know, from the, from the jerseys down to how they do all of their memorabilia and packaging where the stadium series is a bit more loose, a bit more modern. I think the stadium series needs to continue being in, in these different places like Raleigh. I think I was talking somebody, uh, online. They're talking about how Arizona and Florida have played. I'm like, yeah, they should take them to like Cuba or Mexico City, like do some cool shit. You want to do the expansion of international play. You want to have these outdoor games. You want to have these kind of showcases for the league. Well, then just make them completely different. Like I don't need to see Boston and Chicago play a Fenway park for the 80th fucking time. None of us do. But to see, you know, Carolina and Tampa Bay maybe play in some cool exotic location, even if it's not uh, a football stadium. Fuck, I mean, they built a rink out of on on a golf course right in Lake Tahoe. So you tell me you can't do that anywhere else like for, for 48 hours 72 hours i think if you're gonna keep the stadium series and keep these outdoor games make them fun make the festive this is your time don't do all the other stupid shit you've been talking about the, the nickelodeon game that's coming up in, the, in three weeks I, I can't even wait i know i'm gonna have a rant already installed for the day after that uh but it's just you know do something different and fun i think these are the kind of things that are just different and fun enough to bring in non-hockey fans and, and, and also hockey fans can embrace it. It's not just some completely just weird one off in the middle of a great Saturday card.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, make it, make it, make it special. Do something different. Take the sport to places you never thought you'd watch hockey. Yeah, I think that like and you'd grow the sport. You'd grow the yeah. game. You'd get people, people would say, wow, look at this sport. And I think if you do that, you're going to maybe not every it's not going to hit the mark with everybody. But you're going to get those handful of people that are going to say, wow, this sport, I've never watched hockey before. It's freaking awesome. I'm going to start watching it more. I'm going to see if I can find a favorite team to cheer for. And that's how the sport grows. And sometimes you got to, you know, pound these people's head into the wall for them to realize what they should be doing here to try to make the sport uh, even more of a bigger deal. And all the more reason if you're trying to expand the game in in these areas
0: where hockey's traditionally not played, then yeah, do something different. You know, obviously the goal is to get them into an arena or a rink where it's traditional. But if, if you you gotta play at NC State, if you gotta play wherever the hell, I, like I said, I literally mentioned, I said I thought Mexico City, although. If there ever is a hockey game in Mexico City, you have to bet the under because we're talking about twice the elevation at Denver. But uh I, I think that it just it would just be fun and cool to see. I mean the NFL is doing that. Hell, even the NBA, they've sent the Bulls and uh Detroit over to Paris in the middle of the season. If you're gonna do all these these different goofy things, then go on and either fully embrace it and make it something truly unique or just leave it alone. You know, you gotta you know, the straddling of the fence though is just kind of weird. And like like they said, the Winter classic, I think that serves one purpose and the stadium series serves a different one and, and the NHL uh, they mentioned on the broadcast, but they need to kind of follow suit with that a bit more and, and get more creative, I think, even with the stadium series if they continue to
1: move it along. Yeah, you can definitely, there's definitely ways to keep improving this and making it unique, making it cool, taking this to, like I say, different areas where you wouldn't necessarily expect uh, it to de- be taking place. I mean, there's just so much potential there with what they could do uh, and it'll be interesting to see. You know, years from now, how they follow this up? They did announce there's going to be a preseason game over in Australia, uh, by the way, next year. Kings and the Penguins, I believe. I don't know, might uh, they're going to send it over there to uh, Australia? So yeah, that's awesome. Uh, See, that's cool. That's that's cool stuff to me. You know, yeah.
0: and, and, and and yeah, utilize the preseason more for travel and stuff like that. They had uh, the Boston and Calgary go to China, a few, you know, a few years ago for the pandemic, like stuff like that's neat. You know but when you start doing shit like that in the middle of the year that's just kind of goofy and then you know teams take eight days off because they played two games in Finland and, and stuff like that. Now you're disrupting the flow of everything. But when you yeah. do little things like this and, and like I said and make it truly unique. Don't just sprinkle it in once a season every year for for no reason. Like make it unique and make it something that you can really promote well and uh and everybody can respond to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as for the game itself, uh, the Washington capitals just, uh, are in a real bad way, uh, real bad. They need their leader back because they look again, I said it on the yesterday's show. It's the cap. It's when the C, it's when the sea crew, you know, on, uh, on the SSS, you know, whatever they lose the captain and, you know, and without the captain, the ship ship sinks, you know, and I think we're seeing that right now with the capitals, uh, without Ovechkin, they have not won a game since the, uh, since he departed the team to attend uh, to the passing of his father. So it's been a rough, rough week for the Washington Capitals. And they were just beaten up from start to finish last night uh, by the uh, Carolina Hurricanes in that game. Uh, leaving leaving the home fans very happy, obviously, with the uh, end result, 4-1 uh, to one win. And by the way, how good is Marty Natchez, man? I said this on Twitter. People aren't yep. talking about this guy enough. Yep. He's an absolutely terrific hockey player. Finishing, playmaking, what a pass he made on the one goal that he set up. You know, a great one-timer to beat uh, Kemper for a goal last night. This guy's one of the most – he's one of the better players in the league that nobody's talking about enough. Nobody's talking about Marty Natchez. I never hear anybody say Marty Natchez on a Canadian NHL broadcast. Never. It's probably because he plays in Carolina. Even in the U.S., I'm not hearing, you know, widespread applause and accolades for him. He's having a phenomenal season for the Carolina hurricanes. And that's what I think has made them even better is that they've, we always knew of what Aho is to this team. We've always known what Svechnikov is to this team, you know, Tara Vinen, you know, a lot of their big guns, but this has been a coming out party this year for Martin Natchez. He's been absolutely terrific. And he had a great performance, uh, last night in the win against uh, Washington. Uh, Let's see what else we saw. Just rapid fire through these games. 4-1 Colorado against St. Louis. St. Louis looking listless. Kind of what you expect the day after their captain gets traded away. Uh, And uh, and St. Louis obviously knows. Now they're saying all the right things. Like, we're just not going to roll over. Robert Thomas said it after the loss to Colorado yesterday. But that's easier said than done. Putting words into action. I mean, they know this team is being dismantled. Uh, and they are selling off at the trade deadline. They've already shipped out Tarasenko. They've already shipped out Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, I think there's probably going to be Barbashev moved out before. The, and Barbashev is going to get moved out before the uh, trade deadline. It's just a question of where. Uh, so they know this team's going to be uh, basically taken apart, uh, knowing that this season isn't going to go anywhere for the uh, Blues. So uh, I don't want to foreshadow what's coming up here when we talk St. Louis, Ottawa, but uh, St. Louis is pretty high on the bet against list for me uh, right now. Uh, when it comes to uh, their uh, team as it looks like Uh, and again you didn't see uh, a lot of pushback once colorado seized control i actually give binnington credit for letting st louis hang around as long as they did but eventually colorado uh pulled away in the third period Uh, let's give Nashville credit bad team since the all-star break but man they finally broke out offensively they had struggled to score goals they put up seven spot it was a horrible game for florida all around i think they did some partying in Nashville, or maybe it was just they had a couple big games earlier in the week, and then they played an out-of-conference game, and sometimes you're just not locked in, and they were not locked in. They were awful. They were garbage from the beginning, uh, and Nashville ended up taking advantage of it 7-3. But again, Nashville can't just say, oh, we won yesterday. We can rest on our laurels. No, you got to put wins together. You're not going to be a playoff team unless you go on some kind of super streak here uh, moving forward. And they play a back-to-back here today against Minnesota. So let's see how they fare in that game uh you, you want to pick a winner in that game you go up knock yourself out uh, for me that's uh I'd rather uh you know pluck my eyebrows than uh, try to pick a winner in that uh, hockey game today but that's another story uh next up uh, what, what else, what else do we have yesterday we had six2 for the uh, Boston Bruins over the uh, New York Islanders uh you know great win for Boston dominant took advantage of it you know a little bit of a weary Islander team they had the big comeback against Pittsburgh uh, the other night uh and uh the islanders didn't really have a whole lot of push back in the tank once they fell behind but bruins dominant again another really impressive performance there uh jack hughes back in the lineup and look at the difference he makes new jersey with the 5-2 uh win uh over the uh, pittsburgh penguins and that was a good game for me devils in the over uh both cash in uh, in that one uh and look jack hughes with a couple of points didn't score but he got a couple of points factoring into the offense what else is new Uh, for the New Jersey Devils. Just wait till he gets back up to game speed. You know, not just his first game back. Wait till he gets the next game and the third game under his belt. He'll really be ramping things back up. But, again, took advantage of a Pittsburgh team just off a brutal loss against the Islanders where they dominated the game and didn't win. New Jersey kind of took advantage of that. How about the Jackets? And Corpus is a real story right now. He's playing great. He is. He's playing some really nice goaltending right now for the Jackets and a 4-1 win. Over the Dallas Stars, you know, I, I'm mad I put way more on the draw than the uh, than the uh, Columbus side uh, because I, I only had a couple bucks on Columbus, but I had more on the draw. But uh, I did feel Columbus could hang in that game, especially knowing Wedgwood, you know, was going to be in yeah. net as opposed to uh, Ottinger. And they did more than hang. Uh, they get a four to one win. And uh, we said, be careful with Dallas minus 300. Who's laying minus 300 with Dallas right now when they can barely win games comfortably at all? yeah as of late so uh definitely columbus a big dog winner there toronto in the debut of ryan o'reilly a 5-1 win over the uh, montreal canadians uh definitely a great great uh, sign uh for them great performance you could tell that there was energy you could tell there was a whole lot of uh just they were jumping out of their skates last night toronto you could tell they were just so excited to play and have this guy on their team uh for the first time and they t- finally take care of business finally i say take care of business against the montreal canadians last night what do we say though about josh anderson he scored the only goal though for montreal and he always con- he always gets it done against toronto so i had a goal prop and a point prop on that josh anderson uh, they both came in uh, in that one uh we saw uh, vancouver 6-2 against phil another over uh, in a vancouver canucks game uh this is a recording Uh, Yes, it did. It happened again. Uh, Another over for Vancouver. They did the brunt of the scoring, though. Uh, we got to start, you know, and I missed the mark on this last night and missed mentioning it on the show, but he contributed again. A two-goal game. He almost had a hat trick. It's time to start riding the Anthony Beauvillier train right now for the Vancouver Canucks. You talk about a guy playing with a much different level of confidence right now. Wipe the slate clean, hit the reset button when he got traded from the Islanders, and he looks like a reinvigorated hockey player right now with the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So Beauvillier is definitely someone I'm going to be looking to target for props moving forward. He's starting to really heat up for Vancouver uh, playing for his new team right now. Uh, what else? Al? Just uh, on the uh, card last night, how about the crazy game between the Coyotes and the Kings? Yeah, uh, 5-1 for LA. You think, oh, this game's done. And then uh, it was a horrible third period for the team. They fell asleep. Bad giveaways, bad defensive coverage. And, of course, Quick had a couple goals that, yeah, could have stopped them. I mean, a lot of people are ripping Quick. They kind of fell asleep in front of them, too. Let's not blame it all on Jonathan Quick. Jonathan Quick needs to be better probably in a couple of those goals, but they fell asleep with the big lead L.A. They got comfortable, and uh, look, Arizona never stopped playing hard and competing, and you give them credit. They battled back, but L.A. survives, and they win in a shootout, and what a save he made in the shootout on one of those goal uh, attempts, uh, Jonathan Quick. For a guy that had a tough third period, I'm sure he's battling mental demons at that point to put the thing back on the tracks and make an incredible save in the shootout to help L.A. hang on and get the shootout win. You give him credit. That's why he's a veteran goalie. You know, it's hard to shake him, and uh, he was able to bounce back and lead his team to win the shootout, even after giving up the uh, three goals in the uh, third period uh, of that game. Uh, Seattle, 4-2 over Detroit, spoiling the perfect road trip for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. I think they kind of ran out of gas. If you watch that game, uh, definitely uh, you can uh, see that, uh, you know, they kind of didn't have that same oomph, that same zip last night against the uh, Kraken and uh, Seattle now with a uh, back-to-back home wins with that one. Uh, Buffalo, best bet winner for me, 4-2 against San Jose. Uh, how about Alex Tuck getting the empty net goal, which cashed the shots on goal prop? If you took Alex oh, Tuck over nice. two and a half shots on goal, that was his third shot on goal, that empty net goal to put the game away. So I will take that for sure. Buffalo, the best bet cashes in that 4-2 win uh, over the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, and then, of course, uh, a great game with Tampa and Vegas. Much more high scoring than I thought it would be. Uh, Vegas with a 5 4 victory over Tampa Bay. And here we go again, Alex, with Tampa Bay on the road. They beat Dallas on the road, but Vasilevsky bailed them out. They beat Colorado on the road, but again, Vasilevsky bailed them out. I thought Colorado played, was just a little bit more, uh, had the better play for more of that game. And then, of course, the Arizona game, they lose last night against Vegas Vasilevsky's maybe not on top of his game as much and they lose on the road so the road issues are real for Tampa Bay they have got to start playing better hockey on the road you can't play every game at Amalie Arena this doesn't work that way so we'll see uh, if they can get a little more consistency this Lightning team away from home but definitely not one of their better defensive efforts uh, last night and give Vegas credit Alex back on the beam are they not Wow. Since the all-star yeah. break, the Vegas Golden Knights have got their game back uh, and they are starting to look like a team that's once again re-entering the conversation as a contender uh, in the Western Conference. Uh, Alex, what do you think of the rest of Saturday's card?
0: Yeah, we just started off right, right where you said with uh, Vegas. You know, starting to get things formed back around in a good time, and and they're catching. You know, everybody else in that division kind of struggling. LA, we've seen them get. You know, have these kind of up and down performances. Uh, Seattle's falling off from where they were a few weeks ago. Uh, even Edmonton's been a bit shaky at that. So, so Vegas getting hot at a good time, not only for themselves but for the rest of that division as well. Kind of uh, going through the motion. So, uh, it's good to see that with the Golden Knights. Uh, the Flames game with the Rangers is one that really stuck out for me, obviously. I hit the draw with that. Uh, did like the Rangers in that spot. Of course, they ended up losing 3-2 in, in the OT. But that was a, a really good, close battle. And that truly felt like, you know, the situations I talk about with, you know, the looking for these regulation draws. That, you know, when that game was tied up at 2, you just knew there was going to be much of nothing uh going on the rest of that regulation spot. They they were holding on, trying to get that point. And you can just see that. Like so something that, you know, when we do hit these draws, we're gonna talk about what you know, I'm gonna at least try to pinpoint and recap what kind of characteristics we see from these games that you know carried over throughout the week and uh and, and try to look in, and pinpoint those patterns. See where the teams kind of slow down. See where, you know, if, if there's any opportunities live, I know a lot of books will offer next goal props they'll have no goal the rest of the way. Uh, you know, try to you know isolate. What point of the game do you start seeing where that's a, a valuable bet? And you know, the teams just kind of sitting down on the puck uh, with the last five, six minutes, and try to catch some good value live with that. So those are things that I'm trying to try and identify. Definitely going to be looking to do that on Tuesday when we do our next uh, live betcast for sure. But uh, those are two games that stuck out to me the most. Also looking at, um, like you said, that that Buffalo San Jose game, which I kind of kicking myself that I didn't jump on Buffalo. Said even with laying that price, uh, I should have jumped on them live when that game was tied two-two with a bunch of time left for Buffalo, uh, getting a nice win and and also too just looking at that loss for Dallas. I mean, like I said, we knew Columbus could hang around. We both liked the draw, but that's a bad loss for Dallas. Uh, you know, it's one thing if you were going to lose to Columbus, and it's a you know it's five to four, four to three, but four and one and you're only getting, you know, you getting uh you know, bottom line guy getting your one goal in the middle of the game. Yeah. That, that's, just, that's not good. That's not good. You need to, you have to play better against weaker competition like that for Dallas. And, and the fact that they have been struggling and trying to get their, their themselves in a rhythm
1: uh, being at the, at the top of the central they They got to get something rolling sooner than later right now. That's about as invisible as I've seen Jason Robertson in a game for a yes. very long time mm-hmm. for Dallas in that game yesterday. And, He's got to be there every game. He's so important to this team. He can't have those games where you, he can't have those telescope games, you know, as I like to say. <laughs> you know, he's got to be able to show up every night and make an impact because, again, this team is not, you know, loaded up and down with offensive game breakers. He is one of them. So when he has a game like that, you know, they're going to be in trouble, uh, and we certainly saw that. Uh, Last night against uh, Columbus. All right. So what we're going to do on the show today is we're going to take apart all six games on the Sunday card. We'll do all six games as usual. We're also going to talk about the first two games on Monday. We do have afternoon hockey, four afternoon games tomorrow. It's actually a holiday in some parts of Canada. I know it's called Family Day here in Ontario uh, tomorrow. It's a, a provincial holiday. Uh, There are a couple other provinces in the country that have provincial holidays tomorrow as well. Not every province. Actually, there are some provinces that don't have anything tomorrow here in Canada. So they still have to work. It's a regular work day. So there's a few provincial holidays here in Canada, and I know in the States it's uh, President's Day, right? Yes, that's right. Tomorrow, there you go. So it's And that's, of course, a coast-to-coast national holiday. So uh, that is why there's afternoon hockey tomorrow on a Monday. And we will do the first two games, the 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern games, because those would be the games that will start before we do the Monday Ice Guys show. So we'll do uh, Ottawa, Boston, and Anaheim, Florida. We'll talk about those two games for Monday as well. All right, we will begin with the first of – what is three afternoon games on this Sunday card? St. Louis Blues, Ottawa Senators, Ottawa minus one eighty home favorite, six and a half the total in this game. Uh, I'm going to go with Ottawa first period puck line and Ottawa in regulation. Uh, I'm going to do. I, I'm not. They're not two one unit bets. This is splitting it up between uh, first period puck line and regulation on Ottawa. I mean St. Louis is just high on the fade list right now. You know, they're trading away their pieces. They've traded away their captain. They've already traded away Tarasenko. Barbashev's on the chopping block next. You know, I, I don't even rule out Nick Letty or someone like that getting traded uh, either uh, at the deadline. So uh, St. Louis is moving out pieces. Uh, you saw this team really no pushback when they fell behind yesterday uh, against the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Now you're going on the road for a second of a back-to-back here, and you're playing, obviously, in this game, arrested. Uh, Ottawa Senators team Uh, it's definitely not uh, an advantageous spot at all here for this Blues team Uh, obviously I wish the price was a little bit I I don't think the odds makers were sleeping on this spot because you could argue you know for Ottawa to be laying minus 180 here that's pretty high but I think they're laying this price for a reason I think they do get the job done here in this game Mad Sogard by the way will be a net for Ottawa here for this game. Looks like Formington and Mott are still out, and they still have some injuries on the blue line that are significant, like Nick Holden and Josh uh, Sanderson, or Jake Sanderson, I should say, for the uh, Senators, both still out on the blue line. Um, but they've been able to overcome it, which has been good to see. Um, and uh, and that we I expect it to be Thomas Grice for St. Louis today, obviously with Jordan Binnington getting the start yesterday in the afternoon game against colorado so i would think we're going to see thomas grice here in net for the uh blues in this game so i like ottawa here first period puck line and uh in regulation and in regulation you can get around minus 115 minus 120 in this game uh and also in terms of uh, props here uh, in this game for the uh mostly most of my props are going to revolve around ottawa here uh, Shabbat has been a good over the, t- uh, total, uh, shots on goal prop lately, uh, for the senators. So, uh, keep an eye on that, uh, Braden Shen, uh, for St. Louis, you know, over shots on goal. I could see him. Uh, he's starting to, someone's got to step up offensively with Terrasenko and O'Reilly dealt. And I think Shen is going to be one of those, uh, players you're going to look at to, Hey, shoot the puck more, try to get going offensively. So, uh, there's a good shots on goal prop. I would say on the St. Louis side, you got to look at Justin Falk. Uh, for the st louis blues that's the one thing we talked about falk's over shots on goal yesterday flew over the total uh, against colorado this guy's shooting the puck a lot more right now from the blue line and why is that well because they've got injuries on the blue line uh including tory krug now the falk prop may not be as strong if krug is back krug didn't play yesterday against colorado it was part of the reason why i like the Falk prop um he is traveling with the team game time decision but uh even if he does play falk His shots on goal numbers are still trending up heavily. Four, four, six, five, four in the last five games. So his shots on goal prop worth a look. The shots on goal prop you have to bet for Ottawa right now is Timmy Stutzla. Tim Stutzla is just ripping, roaring right now. He's scoring goals. He's feeling it offensively. He's playing with extreme confidence right now. Uh, He has uh, gone over his shots on goal props six of the last seven games. So Tim Stutzla over shots is a really good bet, in my opinion. And also to score a point and score a goal because he has got it going right now uh, for the Ottawa Senators. Alex, what do you think here? St. Louis, Ottawa. Yeah, everybody seems to be liking Ottawa in regulation and. I just it's just a little
0: tricky, especially with laying a dollar twenty, dollar twenty-five this Ottawa team. We you know, but St. Louis is in such bad form, like I said, it makes sense they have to line it uh in this manner. I, I think this game could possibly go to OT and maybe I would try to look at sprinkle at a draw. Uh we seeing plus let's see, I had it popped up here, plus three sixty. So, I might take a shot with a draw here. I could see this one being a a bit closer. I don't think St. Louis is in the form to bounce back off uh, yesterday and and get a win, but I don't trust Ottawa to play a full 60 minute effort here, even against a a weaker team, like say with St. Louis that lost their captain, know a bunch of guys are going to be moving on in the next week or two. So, uh, I got the draw plus 360.
1: All right. There we go. Good stuff uh, on that. uh, Liking uh, the draw here and a draw season. Uh, And we'll see if we get another tight uh, competitive game here uh, in uh, this one here today. Uh, Let me just see. That's a good point on Sammy Blay, right? Because they got him back from the Rangers when they traded uh, Vladimir Tarasenko there. And it looks like Sammy Blay's on the second line here with Thomas and Kairou. So he's moved up the lineup a little bit. Barbashev is with with, uh, Shen. Uh, So if you're looking at bargain bin options on the uh, St. Louis side, those are some decent ways to go i would think there because again they're getting more minutes i think both are going to get power play time as well for st louis so not bad considerations there at all all right nashville and minnesota we've got uh, minnesota minus 190 home favorites six the total uh, in this game i mean if you want to lay minus 190 knock yourself out if you want to take nashville on the road on a back-to-back knock yourself out i don't want either side in this game i just uh draw that, that's where I'm going in this game. I think it's probably one of those games where this is the draw I like. I don't know how you feel, Alex, but this is the one I like uh, here. I think it's a pretty tight game. It's a very important game for both teams. Minnesota uh, right now, I believe they're in the second wild card spot right now in the Western Conference, barely uh, ahead of um, – uh, there's our there's our guy, Alex. Holy shit, Andrew McGinnis in the chat. Welcome, Andrew. Good to see you. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you look at um, Nashville here uh, – I think this team is done. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I don't like this team, but I will give them credit. They played well yesterday against Florida. Uh, Florida was just awful. Uh, Like I said, I think Florida was in one of those situations where they, I don't want to say they mailed it in, but uh, they they definitely didn't have their heads in it. They were making mistakes with the puck. They They were just awful with the puck the entire game, and Nashville took advantage of it. I got to see Nashville string wins together. This has not been a team that's uh, played well since the all-star break. They've got to show they can string wins together. And now they got to show they can go on the road and beat, you know, a Minnesota team that's struggling as well. uh, But a Minnesota team that did, you know, get off the schneid, uh, obviously in their last game with the uh, win against Dallas uh, in a shootout two to one uh, on Friday night, Uh, they have just struggled mightily to score goals. We've talked about this endlessly, Alex, with Minnesota since the all-star break. Here's what we've seen from the Minnesota Wild offensively. They scored three, two against Arizona in the loss, one against Dallas, one against Vegas, two against New Jersey. It'll say 3-2 final score, but that was a shootout, so take that third goal off the board. They really didn't score it. They got it because they won in a shootout. They scored two goals in that game only. One goal against Florida, two goals against Colorado. And then same with this 2-1 shootout win. They really only scored one goal in that game. I mean, they are not scoring goals. How do you not look under uh, in this game right now with Minnesota with the way they are struggling uh, offensively at this point in time? It's the only way you could play their uh, their game totals right now. I get it. Nashville had an over yesterday and they exploded. But do you really trust Nashville to do that two days in a row, two games in a row? I don't. Uh, Gustafson uh, confirmed in net for Minnesota. Makes sense. He's been better than Flurry uh, lately in goal. Sorrow's expected, but not confirmed yet. But uh, yeah, I'm going to sprinkle on the draw. Uh, That's the only thing I'm going to do in this game is sprinkle on the draw. Uh, I think this is definitely going to be a competitive game, close game, probably a tight, fairly low scoring game. And I think the draw could be alive here, plus 340 with that. Props. You know, we're going back to uh, our guy, Eric Sinek, overshots on goal. It's been just coming through in spades time and time and time again. Uh, It's just a cashing game after game right now. He's been shooting the puck quite a bit. Uh, Now the juice is getting up there. I will admit that uh, over two and a half. Actually, I think they've moved it to three and a half at plus 120. Actually, I don't mind that. I'd still take the shot at three and a half. I mean, he's getting a four a lot lately in terms of the uh, shots on goal right now for uh, Minnesota. Uh, So keep an eye on that. Uh, Definitely. um, What else have we see here on the Nashville side? Oh, you know what's a good prop on the Nashville side? And I'm just looking at the numbers here. Nino Niederreiter. You know, one time with the Minnesota wild, uh, of course, now with the Nashville predators, when he's played the Minnesota wild, he's gone over his shots prop every game. He's played the Minnesota wild. How about that? Uh, and it's not surprising. You want to make an impact in a game like this. So his shots on goal here now it's one and a half and it's heavily juiced. So you could either go over one and a half minus half minus one sixty-five, or you're going to have to go over two and a half to get a plus price. So it depends on what your book has, but, uh, He has been shooting the puck a lot more when he's played the Minnesota Wild, clearly. And obviously, that's usually the uh, thought process for a lot of players when they're playing their former team. So I lean under, and I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on the draw here uh, in this game. Alex, what do you think? Preds, Wild. Yes, you have learned the ways of the draw, my brother. That's good to see. I, I, like, that. I like that. I graduated from like draw season class. Yeah, yeah I've got my uh, I, diploma uh, now on the wall here. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, I, I like the draw here too. I, I got a. I, I have a, a little bit smaller than I did with with uh, some of the other plays last night, but I also like the over here too at six. Uh, I've even okay, seen the five-and-a-half spring around. I, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game that goes in the overtime, not so much a low-plotting game. I know everybody's saying, you know, I'm glad to see the wild riding Philip Gustafson. They have to do that at this point if they want to uh, make a legitimate shot. They have to give Flurry a rest. You, you know, he's getting older. He's now the backup option, you know, and I think he's starting to realize that now, and he might be struggling with realizing that because he's been such a great top-tier goalie for so long in this league. But, you know, times change, and, uh, you know, father, father Time, Mother Nature, they're both undefeated. So Fleury, you know, taking that step back. But at least Gustafson is in a spot now where I didn't think – I thought if Flory was playing this bad now, the Wild would probably be uh, a lottery team because I didn't think Philip Gustafson had enough to carry this team, even in his role where he was brought in to be a, a you know, number two backup option. But he has stepped up now, and he's playing lights out. And you have to ride him pretty much until the wheels fall off. At this point, if, if the Wild want to get back and be a, a solid, not just a fringe wild card contender, but but try to grab one of those number two, number three spots, they have to get things rolling right now. And it's got to be on the back of Gustafson. But I don't know if that's going to happen. And, and like I said, I don't think I think the more minutes he sees, the more he wears down. You can't trust nashville to do anything on, on either in the ice but they can at least get that offense rolling you mentioned about Rider getting the shots uh over whenever he plays minnesota So i think they'll be a little bit more focused especially when you get crushed seven to three uh against a bad team too in florida so i like the over i like the draw here as well
1: all right over and draw and two goal props i'll, I'll look to uh, in this game eric sinek is an obvious choice for uh, minnesota uh, and I'm going to go with Rider. It's just that sixth cents there against his former team he might want to. Because, again, the, the the numbers prove he, he's he gone over his shots prop when he plays Minnesota, his former team. So if he's going to get the shots, then there's a chance there's he's going to get the goal uh, as well. So the, the goal prop on uh, Niederreiter here in this game might be worth a look here uh, for the uh, Nashville Predators. It's going to be interesting because they had a tough time scoring goals. They had the explosion yesterday against Florida can they keep that going here into today ends up being the uh, big question cody glass is still on the uh, second line as well for the uh predators they've had some line juggling but he's still up there on that uh, top six forward group someone maybe to keep an eye on as well all right we've got edmonton and colorado this is an espn plus uh game here on sunday afternoon with bob was and brian boucher so Uh, A a great game here on a Sunday afternoon, Oilers and Avs. We got minus 110, uh, both sides, even money. Uh, Six and a half the total in this game. Uh, Edmonton, of course, uh, coming off the Rangers game where uh, they got off to that uh, really good start and then the uh, New York Rangers come all the way back uh, and they win in a shootout 5-4. That's back-to-back shootout losses for Edmonton and their third consecutive loss uh, as well uh, going into this game here against uh, Colorado. Uh, Colorado, uh, by the way, this is the uh, uh, this is the second regular season meeting. Uh, these teams, of course, played once already this regular season. It was the first meeting since the Western Conference final uh, last year uh, when the uh, Colorado Avalanche beat uh, the Edmonton Oilers to get to the Stanley Cup final. They had that first game following uh, the western Con- the Western Conference final rematch game was in Edmonton uh, last month uh early january and it was a great game and edmonton was looking good but colorado tied it up late and then they won in overtime with that great kale mccarr goal i remember it it was an end-to-end rush just a spectacular goal uh, by kale mccarr and uh the abs got the 3-2 win in overtime so uh, it's the first meeting now since that one uh it looks like we should see a skinner And uh, Alexander Georgiev matchup uh, in net. at least uh, Skinner's projected, Stuart Skinner for Edmonton, Alexander Georgiev uh, here for uh, Colorado in this one. I mean, for me, it's just keep betting over six and a half with Edmonton right now, you know, prove, dare this team to prove they can defend a lead, dare this team to prove they can defend for 60 minutes. And that is something they have not been able to do here. Uh, for several games in a row. And uh, you look at the series history uh, between these two teams and you look at their recent form, especially Edmonton, uh, it's been four straight overs, six of the last seven games. Uh, they, are, they are scoring goals, but they're giving them up too. And, and so they're going to have to show uh, that things will change here moving forward. I will admit from a side perspective, I don't feel real strong, but I do lean a little bit to Edmonton here. I really do uh, at minus 110. You know, just because I think that the rest advantage, of course, having played Friday, whereas Colorado played yesterday afternoon uh, in St. Louis, you actually look at Edmonton this season, Alex, they're a damn good road team. Edmonton it's they've actually had their issues at Rogers place in Edmonton. Their their home record is nothing at all to, uh, to write home about. They are only 13 and 16 at home. They're 17 and 10 on the road, the Edmonton Oilers. They've been a very good road team. They Beat. They got beat by Colorado in the West Final last year. They lost a heartbreaker in overtime to Colorado last month in the first regular season meeting. A game I thought they controlled the play. I thought they were better than Colorado in that game, but Colorado found a way to win 3-2. I think this is a good Edmonton spot here. So I I probably I'll probably get in on Edmonton a little bit again. Nothing overly strong, but I'm gravitating to the Oilers here uh, in this spot at this price minus 110. And uh, I like the over. How do you not? It's hard not to with Edmonton right now. Alex, what do you think here? A great matchup on a Sunday afternoon, Oilers-Avs. Yeah, I'll definitely be watching this one. I don't know if I'm going to have a
0: bet on it, to be honest. Like I said, you know, Oilers, their history has been a little shaky with Colorado, obviously. But uh, they are, you know, trying to round into some better forms. The Avs have won three or four playing better and, and finally, you know, trying to get fully healthy for the first time year. It seems Like there's just been one thing after another with this lineup where they just haven't been able to consistently put out the, 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 you know, set of guys that Bednar wants uh, on a given night and, and they can't do it more than two or three games in a, in a row. So that's their issue. But uh, like I said, Edmonton, yeah, having some, some lapses defensively, back to back games going past regulation, maybe a lean to the draw, but I don't feel comfortable enough betting that it's probably going to be a stay away game for me altogether.
1: All right, it's going to be a stay away here for uh, Alex B. Smith. You know, we've been on a bunch of these uh, shots props lately for Colorado. Our guy, no, he let us down yesterday, I will admit. Evan Rodriguez, we've been really on the over two and a half shots with him a lot. But we're coming back to it today because, look, Edmonton is hemorrhaging shots on goal allowed uh, of late. Uh, 38 allowed to the Rangers uh, and just in their last game alone. Uh, so I think Rodriguez, big Val is an over the shots on goal prop machine right now, uh, since he's come back from injury for uh, Colorado. And even at four and a half, Nathan McKinnon, like he's just going nuts, gangbusters shooting the puck. Like his shot attempts are through the roof right now. Uh, I know it's four and a half, obviously, and that's usually what the uh, SOG prop number is on Nathan McKinnon, but he's been going over that lately. So, uh, maybe something else you want to uh, keep in mind here. I think on the Edmonton side, if you're going to look at uh, props in this game, uh, you certainly couldn't. Uh, you could do a lot worse right now than uh, Zach Hyman and, and his shots on goal props. Probably a solid play: three, 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 five, seven, three for him in shots on goal. Six of the last seven games, he's had at least three shots on goal. Uh, he's firing the puck a lot. He's obviously getting the uh, the playing time. He's, ob- he's uh, number one power play unit. Uh, And uh, that's all the things you want when you're looking at these kind of props. So playing with McDavid and the Nuge uh, on the uh, top line. So uh, definitely uh, keep that in mind. Good luck there with uh, Zach Hyman, a guy that's also shooting the puck quite a bit uh, right now uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. No question about that. All right. Those are the uh, afternoon games here on this uh, Sunday card. We appreciate everybody joining us. We've got over 300 live viewers. We really do appreciate it
0: hit the like button everybody it really helps us out.
1: Yeah, exactly. Hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. Uh, you know what? We, we this is a the spot where we usually go to Gramco and we'll do that in just a second, but also I figured well we'll drop this in here now too because we were going to do it at some point. There it is. Our next live betcast, Tuesday, this Tuesday. Uh, we've mentioned this now a few times, but just uh confirming once again, we are back. This Tuesday, two days from now, February 21st, with another live BetCast, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. It's another big Tuesday NHL slate, as usual. Live betting and commentary with me, Alex, uh, with many of our guests, viewers, and listeners. Drinking encouraged, yes, as we say (laughs) uh, on the uh, show. Uh, DM me on Twitter at Bobano or email Bobano350 at gmail.com to request a spot on the uh, live BetCast. If you tuned in, or joined us for the super bet cast last Saturday on super yeah. bowl weekend. It was a shit ton of fun. This is going to be obviously a much smaller, uh, you know, not as long version of that bet cast, but it'll be just as fun. it will have just as many, uh, games to, uh, dissect, watch and live bet throughout the night. So looking forward to it. And this will be the first of our weekly bet cast. We're going to do weekly bet casts now, uh, for the rest of the season, once a week, most of them will be on Tuesday, But we will find an opportunity to uh, get uh, a couple um, Saturday BetCasts in there as well uh, later in the season. So the Ice Guys Live BetCast, Tuesday night, February 21st, 7 p.m. Eastern, this Tuesday. So make sure you join us for that. Again, DM me at Bobano on Twitter or email Bobano350 at gmail.com to request a spot on the BetCast. And we will send you the link for the BetCast before it begins All right, we'll be back for the rest of the card right after we hear from Gramco.
0: Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, or or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta-8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta-8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you, and is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. If you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today.
1: All right, we're back here on the ice, guys, and we're ready for the uh, remaining three games. And again, we're talking the first two games on Monday uh, as well here on today's show. Uh, next up, we've got the, uh, Winni- uh, sorry, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, second meeting in less than a week uh, for these uh, two teams. Uh, Toronto minus 300. Uh, road favorites here in the Windy City. Six and a half the total. Uh, in this game, uh, this is not a spot where I'm looking to get, uh, back the team in revenge mode. Obviously, we know the Blackhawks uh, lost in Toronto earlier this week, 5-2. Uh, and uh, Toronto uh, looking to uh, beat the Blackhawks for the second time, as I said, in less than a week. Uh, when you look at Toronto's performance last night against Montreal, 5-1. Again, you could tell the, the energy level and the excitement and the enthusiasm of that entire team to have Ryan O'Reilly on their uh, team was definitely uh palpable uh there's no question about that you can tell uh that uh you know management believes in this team for better or worse you can laugh all you want about the first round failures uh, all these years but you know the management group of the toronto maple leafs led by kyle dubas believes that this team it, it, he he thinks this team's good enough to make a run and he's going to do everything in his power to make deals before the deadline to put this team in the best position to uh succeed You know, and uh, we'll see if it uh, ends up paying off. Uh, First, let's get through the first round, obviously, first. But uh, definitely, uh, Ryan O'Reilly being here just makes the team deeper, especially at the center ice spot, although they used him at wing last night, which it will be interesting to see. And Sheldon Keefe said they're going to get creative. They're going to experiment. You know, they're going to try to look at different – give opponents different looks, try different things. Uh, with Ryan O'Reilly on the uh, ice, but uh, definitely you could tell they were excited for that debut. Now they go on the road, they face Chicago after all the whirlwind and excitement and pomp and circumstance of the last 24 hours. I kind of am worried about Toronto tonight a little bit in this spot. Everything that's gone on, the trade getting done late Friday night, the win last night against the rival Montreal Canadiens, who had actually owned Toronto lately. So actually, I think there's some extra satisfaction that even with a depleted Montreal team, they finally beat them uh, last night. Now you go on the road, you face Chicago. I mean, i I, I definitely don't want Toronto in any form tonight because I do worry about their coming off everything that's gone on the last twenty four to forty eight hours, but I can't do anything with Chicago here uh, in terms of uh, trusting them either. They're coming off they are coming off a four three overtime win against Ottawa. I give them all the credit in the world for that. Down three, one, they came back and won that hockey game uh, against the uh, Senators the other night uh, and showed you a little fight back, which is good to see. Uh, from the uh, Blackhawks, but you know, this is more of a prop game for me right now than anything else. And uh, certainly for me, Ryan O'Reilly, I think is going to be someone to uh, look at from a shots on goal perspective until uh, he's going to be one of those players, Alex, I'm going to look to bet his overshots on goal until at least until he scores his first goal uh, with the uh, team, because I think he's going to want to get that done. Everybody, when they go to a new team, they want to get that shit over with. Get that first goal under your belt uh, with the new team. So I think he's going to be firing the puck quite a bit. William Nylander, uh, we mentioned over three and a half shots for him last night. It just continues to go over the numbers. So I'd, I'd go right back to it with Nylander uh, in the shots on goal department tonight as well. For the Toronto Maple Leafs, over three and a half, minus 125. Like I said, for Ryan O'Reilly here, uh, it is uh, over one and a half. They've still got him. his shots on goal only at one and a half, not two and a half. You do have to lay some juice. But uh, I think until he gets that goal, uh, you're going to end up seeing him shoot the puck quite a bit. Uh, and I think that is definitely the uh, uh, way you're going to see things transpire a little bit here for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. And I, I figured, you know, let's do our own little way of welcoming uh, Ryan O'Reilly here to the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. And you've heard me s- sing this little ditty uh, every now and then. Uh, when we talk about O'Reilly, I figured let's actually hear uh, the real thing here on the uh, Ice Guys show uh, today. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, here we go. Let's oh, hear it. Oh, oh, O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Auto Parts. There, there we go. That's the way you welcome Ryan O'Reilly to the Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> right there. The real thing. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. There you go. <laughs> Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Toronto, Chicago.
0: It would be really cool if, if the Leafs would play that after he scores, like just randomly, like right after they <laughs> yeah. announce his name. For That's the, the goal the, song the, for him. The, yeah. the <laughs> goal presentation. Not even a goal song. It would just be like literally like after they do like the PA reading, just have that randomly play out <laughs> of nowhere. That, yeah. that would be pretty cool. But, uh, you know, I, I, there's more than one way to grill a cow when betting on sports. And, and I, I, I don't want to shit on some of our contemporaries, but. Those who always talk about betting into numbers and looking for value would probably actually be on the Maple Leafs tonight because that's technically where the number of value is. This closed minus six ten when they played in Toronto just a few nights ago. And now they're going to Chicago where there's zero home ice advantage for the Hawks. It's a very weird start time on a Sunday night. It's a 5 o'clock, not even a 6 o'clock start. Uh, And even though you got the Leafs coming off of a back-to-back, there's technically value on them because of how high they were lined in that last game but in saying that and looking at this spot this definitely screams first period over even at two even plus 125 which i saw at one book uh i think this is gonna be a high score again this is gonna be a sloppy start for both teams like you said but toronto coming off of uh you know a win against the rival and second night of back-to-backs i could easily see this being tied at two or leafs three two after uh 20 minutes so that's the only thing i'm looking at here is first period over at two Uh, hoping for a bunch of goals in the first 20 minute frame. And I definitely can see that Chicago coming back home off the road trip. Uh, There's a lot of factors that, that scream sloppiness in this one. And uh, that ultimately will lead to that, that full game over as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Yeah, so basically you're hoping for a repeat of uh, Chicago at Toronto the other night because that first period was just a a shit show and a half. And uh, Alex thinking, maybe we see something similar here tonight uh, with the uh, Leafs and the uh, Blackhawks first period uh, over in this game. Uh, We'll see how it uh, plays out. Plus, we have to see who's going to be in net for Toronto. Remember, Murray's out. Murray, we're not going to – we may not see Murray again this season. I'm starting to think we may not. I mean, this is just uh, uh, awful for him. That's another injury-plagued season, one of many. Ilya Samsonov's been battling an illness all week. So that's why he didn't start last night uh, because of this illness. He didn't even dress last night in the game against Montreal. That's why Joe Wall uh, was in net for the Leafs last night. So they have uh, a situation on their hands, Toronto, where right now, I think they called up Shalgren. They had to because, uh, you know, with uh, Samsonov ill, Murray away. Yeah, it's Wall and Shalgren. So it's either going to be either Samsonov's, Feeling well tonight and good enough to play, and he's in. Or I think if he's not good to go, they probably start Schalgren because it's a back to back. Or do they put Wall in there because he was so good last night? He got the win. It could be either through any of the three, I think, are on the table for the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight in terms of their goaltender. Samsonov could come back. Who knows? Maybe they do start Wall on a back to back because he did play well last night. And, uh, or if Samsonov still dealing with the illness, can't play, f- feel well enough to play, and they don't feel great about putting Wall in on a back-to-back. Then they'll put Eric Shawgren in tonight. And so, uh, like I said, it wouldn't surprise me who we see in net out of those three guys. So keep that in mind here for the Leafs tonight before you bet this game. All right, Winnipeg, New Jersey. We've got the uh, Devils minus one twenty-five home favorites. Six the total in this one. uh The Devils getting Jack Hughes back in the lineup. Uh, Yesterday against Pittsburgh, what a difference he makes. He has a couple of points, uh, a 5-2 win over Pittsburgh uh, in that game. Uh, We'll see if they can follow it up here. Back-to-back for the Devils now in Pittsburgh yesterday. Now return home to face the uh, Jets, uh, who are coming off a 3-1 loss to the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, in their last game, and I've had two days basically to stew on that, so I expect Winnipeg to bring it here. I'm, I do lean Jets uh, in this game. I'm waiting to see confirmations in terms of I would expect Hellebuck back in net. I'm waiting more on the New Jersey side. I think I'm going to make Winnipeg a bet here if it's uh, Blackwood, and I think it is going to be Blackwood here for uh, New Jersey uh, after we saw uh, Vitek, Vitek Vanacek yesterday uh, against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, who played pretty solid actually uh, in the win. I don't trust. Blackwood. You know that. Uh, his win-loss record isn't great. He's 1-3 and in, in his last four starts. He gave up four against Seattle in a loss, five uh, against Nashville in a loss, four against St. Louis in a loss in his last start earlier this week. He is just not the goalie that Vanacek is. and I think there's a drop-off now. We've, we've, we've seen enough of the body of work of Mackenzie Blackwood. I'm going to run it back because I said this thing uh, months ago on this show. This is Mackenzie Blackwood's career to this Point and I'm gonna. uh, It's funny because it's so true. Mediocre start, bad start, bad start, good start, mediocre start, bad start, injury out two weeks, comes back, Hmm. mediocre start, bad start, bad start, mediocre start, good start, mediocre start, bad start, injury out another ten days, comes back, mediocre start, bad start, good start, mediocre start, mediocre start, start, bad start, bad start, injury out for the season. That's been and wash, rinse, repeat. That's been Mackenzie Blackwood's career. Uh, up till this point as a goaltender in the national hockey league so i don't trust the guy and i think winnipeg's angry about losing to columbus they've had two days off to rest up practice you know get their game right again so it's a great spot for winnipeg here in my opinion just waiting on the goalies to be confirmed and if it is blackwood we'll definitely get involved here with the jets here at a slight road underdog price Uh, alex what do you think here jets devils
0: yeah, I would lean with Winnipeg, too. Like I said, even though, you know, Castro, New Jersey yesterday, but like it's just kind of a tough turnaround. And it's one of those games. And a games huge home like,
1: road split in reverse for New Jersey. They're great on the road. They're mediocre at home. Exactly. And
0: like I said, and Blackwood's just a guy you just cannot rely on whatsoever. So to lay a price there, just it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I was trying to read with the total. That's the, the thing that's kind of been – racking my brain a little bit i i kind of could go under in this spot but like i said with blackwood that's always tricky now too uh and even hellebuck hasn't just been a a brick wall in all of his starts he would get to start it so this one probably won't make my card i'll probably be looking at some live spots for this game as well as the uh the, the last game on sunday
1: i think i might play over the total of six as well in this game if it's blackwood because i don't always love doing it with hellebuck in net but I, I do think the Jets will score on uh, New Jersey and how, and uh, Blackwood yeah. if he starts. I think New Jersey, though, at home with Hughes back in the lineup, they're obviously a much better offensive team. And I don't think Winnipeg will put up a total roadblock on New Jersey uh, in this game. So the old probably live over. Well.
0: Yeah. could be a good live over game. Maybe, maybe wait for this to hit five and a half and then, and then jump on it.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would agree with that, no question. Uh, in terms of this game from a props a standpoint, um, I, I think as Jack Hughes. I think I would go to the well with Jack Hughes here in terms of uh, shots on goal uh tonight. Uh he, he stayed under yesterday. Kind of expected that, maybe first game back. I think he'll probably shoot the puck a lot more tonight. So I could look in that direction there in terms of shots on goal. Nico Heeshier is really really trending heavily uh in terms of over shots on goal lately for New Jersey and is uh the, the juice on it's only like -135 minus -140. Minus uh so Nico Hisi are over two and a half shots on goal. I think it's a very good look for New Jersey in this game. Josh Morrissey, we've talked about goal prop, points props, shots on goal props with him. He's a he's like and then Dougie Hamilton as well for New Jersey. I know finally yesterday he had a game where he stayed under his shot prop, but it's still been very good. And I don't jump off that until I lose two in a row. So Dougie Hamilton, you're right, uh, goal prop too. Dougie Hamilton not only was shooting the puck a lot, but he's got such a great shot. It's got a chance to go in every time he. Uh, let's one go. So uh, definitely the goal prop. He's, he got on the board yesterday against Pittsburgh. Uh, so that's worth a look. And they we have two great offensive defensemen this year on both sides, and both are shooting the puck a fuck ton for their respective teams. Dougie Hamilton for New Jersey, yep. Josh Morrissey for Winnipeg. And I think they're both good shots on goal prop looks and just good player prop looks in general tonight in this game, both of these blue liners. Uh, Hamilton for New Jersey, Morrissey uh, for uh, Winnipeg. Uh, So definitely a good prop game as well, because with Blackwood in net, I think Winnipeg will score. And New Jersey at home, I think regardless of opponent, they're going to find their way to at least getting a couple or three goals themselves. So uh, definitely a good prop game, in my opinion, there as well, Jets and Devils. And like I said, definitely looking at Jets and over, especially if uh, Blackwood uh, is in net. All right, Columbus and Arizona. This is the final game of this Sunday card. Uh, Blue Jackets, Coyotes, Arizona minus 120, home favorite, six and a half the total in this game. What a weird spot here for both teams. They're both on a back-to-back. Columbus is coming off a m- massive win against uh, Dallas 4 to 1. They've actually played a couple of really good games in a row, especially their goaltender, Jonas Corposalo in the Winnipeg victory uh a couple nights ago 3 to 1 and then the Dallas win yesterday 4 to 1. He's been very good. This has been a very good stretch of goaltending here from uh, Jonas Corposalo for the Blue Jackets. Can he keep it rolling here? Well, I don't know if he's going to keep it rolling here because it is a back-to-back. That's probably going to be an Elvis Merzlikens game for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets tonight. Connor Ingram, uh, of course, for the uh, Arizona Coyotes, uh, is in a situation where because things got off the rails so badly uh, early in the game last night for Corel Vamalka, Connor Ingram had to play almost you know (laughs) over half the game uh, last night. Well, over half the game uh for the uh Arizona Coyotes. So it'll be interesting to see how he fares. You know what's amazing about uh Ingram last night in relief of, of Vamelka against the Kings is that he didn't give up a goal. 23 shots faced and he stopped all 23. The the five goals LA scored were all against Vamelka in that game last night. So uh Connor Ingram actually came in and did a pretty solid job and I think this was going to be his start initially but with hit with Vimalka getting pulled and Ingram having to play more than half that game against the Kings last night, does that change the plans for Andre Tourney? And maybe now he goes back to vimelka here after a bad outing last night. So keep an eye on that. But uh, this one's tough. I mean, uh, Columbus is we, we we would think there's going to be goals in this game, but the total six and a half. Columbus has not been that. Team given up goals and bunches as of late like they did early in the season i mean when you really look at it for columbus you know they only gave up three to new jersey stayed under the total uh, the one goal allowed to both winnipeg and dallas uh, and that one stayed under the total those two games stayed under the total as well so i i can't say i'm in love with betting this game over six and a half maybe i should though because four straight head-to-head meetings have gone over the total with the uh blue jackets and the coyotes this has been a high scoring series Four two eight two five four six three in the last four head-to-head meetings between these two teams. So, but I just the way they're both playing right now, and with Arizona, you know, coming off that crazy six-five game last night against LA, I, I just feel maybe it's not the best spot to look at another high-scoring affair involving them. So, I'm probably going to pass this game. It's just it's, I, I'm unsettled on this game in so many different ways, side and total. So, I would probably just leave it alone. Maybe the draw, if anything. Maybe you can consider that. What do you think here in this one, Alex? Columbus, Arizona.
0: Yes, if, if I were to play anything pregame, it would be a lean toward the draw. But what I do like and what I'm going to have circled, uh, especially it's a TV game, I like the first period over in-game. I'm waiting for anything at dollar fifteen or better. Uh, it, that's my strike point for that. And we've seen the first period over cash in six of the last seven meetings between these two teams. As you mentioned, Vemelka gave up all five goals, uh, and that, all, all those came in the first period and we've seen them go three and two in their last five games. So this is two teams, and it makes me happy as a Hawks fan to see these teams earning points. Columbus has won three of the last four. Uh, Arizona's been on, a, I think, an eight- or nine-game point streak. So uh, these teams are playing themselves out of that that way of number one when they really should be should be tanking right now. But uh, here they are having to battle each other. I think this is going to be a bit of a high-scoring start and it might taper off a little bit later on into the contest. So I like the live first period over and maybe a little sprinkle in the
1: All right, good stuff indeed uh, with that. Uh, Yeah, in terms of uh, player props here in this game, um, yeah, I mean, uh, by the way, I forgot to mention in the Edmonton game, um, in terms of uh, player props uh, or shot props, I mentioned Hyman, Dreisaitl, and Kane, I think, are two good considerations there as well. Leon and Evander Kane in that game as well. This game, you mentioned someone in the chat here, Keller overshots on goal, yeah i mean definitely clayton keller's been really good lately for and to score a goal and get a point any keller props of any kind i would endorse them fully uh, in this game barrett hayton is shooting the puck a lot more lately for arizona so that might be a good shots on goal uh prop option as well uh, going into this game uh tonight uh yes yeah, uh, barrett hayton by the way yes 70 percent of the uh, last 10 games uh, have gone or 80 percent eight of the last 10 for hayton have gone over his shots on goal prop seven of the last 10 for Eric Robinson, uh, who's not even in their top six forwards right now. He yeah, have been going over uh, in terms of his shots on goal. So there's a little uh, value laden option there. If you're going to look toward uh shots on goal prop on the Columbus side, uh, Boone Jenner, I know our guy Kevin Beach did a great job yesterday with the player props on the Saturday show. He mentioned Boone Jenner with Goudreau. Goudreau might be out again because Goudreau, Johnny Goudreau is day to day. Gavrikov, of course, remains out the best defenseman for the Jackets as they await to trade him. Same thing on the other side with Chikrin, of course. You won't see him probably play another game for the Arizona Coyotes until he gets traded. Uh, So they're sitting these guys out with the uh, expectation that both will be dealt uh, before the deadline. So uh, keep an eye on some of uh, these uh, lineups and how things can change. Gaudreau is going to be a game-time decision. If he doesn't play, that might make Boone Jenner, Marchenko – you know, worth a look. I, I'm done with Lion. I took his shots on goal prop like a like a moron yesterday, even though they won that game. Columbus, he did nothing. He was invisible. He he came out to play against Winnipeg because he had max to grind, and he, it was his former team. But he can't be bothered when it's someone else uh, on the other side. That that guy just turns it on and off like a fucking water tap and a faucet. His effort and his and his intensity. Uh, I'm sick of it with Patrick Lyonnais. That guy has so much talent, and half the time you don't notice it because he's just floating around out there. It's an embarrassment. It's a disgrace. It's pathetic. Uh, can you tell I'm upset? Uh, anyway, uh, that's the uh, Sunday card uh, right there. Uh, looking forward to it. Again, we got six games. But before we uh, wrap things up, we, we're going to go ahead to tomorrow and we're going to look at the first two games that will be already underway when we start the Monday Ice Guys show at 2 p.m. Eastern. Ottawa, Boston. Uh, Current line, uh, the few books that have the Monday lines posted have Boston minus 260 uh, in this game against Ottawa, uh, six and a half the total uh, across the board here for this game, Monday, 1 p.m. Eastern on President's Day in Boston. I mean, it's just how do you, it's hard to go against Boston. What can you say? I mean, they've not shown any signs of slowing down. They had that little bump in the road when they had to play that tough trifecta on the road, Florida, Tampa Bay, and Carolina right before the All Star break. And boy, they've roared back and they've gotten it back on track. And they had the loss out of the break against Washington at home. But really, other than that, uh, it's been a just a complete effort from the Bruins. They're getting offense from various sources uh, up and down their lineup. The big guns have been great. Marshawn, Bergeron, Pasternak and company. Uh, Zaka has been awesome. That's what I'm going to say. I, I, I don't have a strong early initial side and total feel for this game. Right now, Boston is not a team at the moment I'm looking to bet overs with because there's, I mean, yesterday it went over, but that game got into a one-sided blowout uh, and kind of the score got away. But there's a very good defensive team right now that's also getting very good goaltending from both goalies, Allmark and Swayman uh, in net. I just stick to Pavel Zaka. He is so undervalued. He's getting, some, he's getting a point in a lot of games lately. Uh, he scored a goal against the New York Islanders. We've been hammering his props game in and game out because there's just so much value right now uh, on the board uh, with his props compared to, you know, you could just get such better prices on Zaka compared to Marshawn, Bergeron, Pasternak, Krejci, uh anyone uh, on this Boston team. He's down the, you know, he's not given that great price in the prop market like so many of these other great Boston Bruins players are. So he's been very good. He's got five points and four goals for the Bruins in the last six games. Yeah, I'll be looking at Pavel Zaka props once again for sure uh, in this early game on uh, Monday. Any early thoughts, initial looks here, Alex, for Monday, Ottawa-Boston.
0: Yeah, with numbers that high, the only thing I could be looking at would be uh, Bruins' team total overs, and that's that might be dicey because it's a good chance we could see possibly a four-and-a-half the way they've been uh, shooting offensively. If it's three-and-a-half at minus 130 or better, I'll fire away, but that's a, I doubt we'll get that good of a number, so more than likely it's going to be in a pass.
1: All right, there we go. It's going to be a pass for Alex here, and this one sends and uh, Bruins. And again, uh, this will be the second of a back-to-back for Ottawa. Uh, yeah. They are, of course, playing at home against Saint Louis they are, here. They are. The uh, they've
0: had six straight unders when playing the third game in four nights. I just saw that stat, so that's something to keep a, a note on too. With the early start, maybe you know an under could possibly be a, a look, even though both these teams are used to playing day games. So.
1: Yeah. How about this for a total? We've got a seven. <laughs> on the board with the total with the Anaheim Ducks and Florida Panthers on Monday afternoon, Florida minus three ninety home favorites, seven, the total. This is one of those. And our guy, Jimmy Murphy has done the, this would, I'd be so tempted to do an alternative puck line here uh, on the Florida Panthers. They got whitewashed by Nashville. They're not going to be happy. It's a early, early 10 AM Pacific on the body clock. Start time for Anaheim for this game on Monday. Flying out from Anaheim, I think starting a road trip here uh, with this game. I mean, that's not going to be a comfortable situation for Anaheim, a Pacific Time Zone West Coast team traveling east. Oh, and you got to play the game at 10 a.m. on your body clock locally. I mean, that's that. This just this has SmackDown written all over it, uh, probably in this game. So uh, I haven't locked in anything yet. Again, this is tomorrow afternoon, so we've got time. We got to see who's the lineups and all that stuff. But I'm definitely considering here some kind of Florida minus two and a half. I might even do a minus three and a half. I think they could put a woodshed beat down maybe uh, on this uh, uh, Anaheim Ducks team in this spot. I mean, I've been wrong to bet some of these teams in the past on these like real early, like what's 9 a.m., 10 a.m. locally, like with Vancouver just recently yep. when they were in Detroit on the Saturday afternoon on our Super bet cast. And Vancouver just, you know, it was just such a bad early scheduling spot for them. They couldn't uh, deal with it. So I think Florida, and even at seven, I've got to look over. I can't take an under with the Anaheim Ducks. There's no way. There's no freaking way I'm taking the Anaheim Ducks uh, under the total right now. This is a sieve defensive team. It uh, doesn't matter who's in net, Gibson or Stolars. They're just not defending a- at all any good. Uh, look at these numbers. They've given up six to Pittsburgh, seven to Vegas, seven to Buffalo, six to L.A. They can't stop anybody defensively. They are giving up goals and bunches. So whether it's Panthers' alternative puck line, Panthers' team total over, which has got to be 4.5. You know it's going to be 4.5, uh, the team total here on Florida, or whether it's the full game over. Uh, those would be things I'd be interested in for this game. Alex, uh, Anaheim, Florida.
0: Yeah, I'm curious to know if, if Anaheim is already in Florida. I know they've had a, they had a couple of days uh, in between, so so maybe they've already gotten acclimated to the body clock. That's still that's a tough ask, especially to start a road trip. Uh, and this is these are two teams that I mean the defenses you know have been kind of up and down at times. Uh, Florida is not you know the team we can rely on obviously to score a bunch of goals uh, against most opponents, but I think with Anaheim they'll get plenty of chances. So this is the rare chance. I'm going with a seven. Like I said, I think this is going to be kind of a beatdown spot. I think Anaheim might be in some serious trouble, and I think we can see goals going both ways throughout the the afternoon. So I like that over seven at plus money. Um, it's at ben online. so I'm more than
1: likely to grab that as soon as we get off the air. They played back on November 6th, uh, early in the season in Anaheim, 5-3 for Florida, eight goals. That'll get the job done uh, if you're going to bet the over here in this game if we get to eight. And uh, like I say, I know the total seven. I know people, I know there's betters out there that every time an NHL game they see a seven with the total. They try to make a case for the under. I can't do it with this game. I can't do it. Uh, I, I, you know, I, there's, there's always that group of people. They're going to say, Oh, there's a seven out there. Now's the time to bet the under can't do it. Won't do it with the, it's like a uh, single uh, back in the day. Can't do it. You know, it's just, can't do Excellent it. That, that's the way he sounded. Yeah. Can't yeah. <laughs> do it. Yeah, can't do it here when it comes to betting the under, uh, even at seven here, uh, in this game with the uh, ducks and the Panthers can't play with them. Can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> that was a, that was one of the all-time. I want winners. Yeah, I want winners, too, so don't yep. bet the under. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the way I feel about this uh, Anaheim-Florida uh, game uh, right now on uh, Monday. All right, great stuff. Again, we will have the remainder of the Monday card, starting with Seattle and uh, San Jose, which is at 4 p.m. Eastern. We'll talk about the remaining four games for Monday tomorrow on the Ice Guys show starting at 2 p.m. eastern time. 302 live viewers, hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. And shout out to our podcast listeners. And a reminder, patreon.com slash ice guys, ten dollars a month. Uh we've got our bonus content QA uh is up there. The one from last week with Jimmy Murphy is up there. Uh goalie charts, totals charts, daily betting card and more. Uh, patreon.com slash ice guys just ten dollars a month. And later this week on Thursday, I know a lot of people have been waiting for this one. The Top 30, well, all 32 rank from 32 to number one. The 32 local TV NHL broadcast team rankings from yours truly. That video that Alex and I recorded a couple weeks ago for that will be posted for our Patreon subscribers later this week. Definitely want to check that out. Yeah, this is the best time
0: of the year to sign up to Patreon. We got a bunch of bonus content rolling, we got more stuff coming out on the way. Uh, We're actually going to be working on a couple of things and and we want some input from you the viewers So uh, we will have that rolling out too and that will initially roll out on On patreon page of course, that'll be it'll be available everywhere later, but we got a couple things in the works So definitely want to definitely want you guys to to sign up and uh, like I said support the podcast just $10 a month Uh, If you miss the show you get the daily card Uh, before game time you get to watch the shows uh, Replay them on there and also like I said, I have my uh, power rankings and goalie charts. Those will be updated Chris Otto's first period numbers will be up there uh, in the coming days. We've got the, the articles. We've got all kinds of different things. So definitely check out patreon.com slash ice guys.
1: There you go. Check it out indeed. All right. And check out our best bets. They're coming up to wrap up the Sunday show right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, our good friends at Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code. ICEGUYS, that's promo code ICEGUYS, all one word, I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with manscaped.com. Using the promo code ICEGUYS, you get the performance package 4.0. It is a game changer. The lawnmower 4.0. It takes care of this, among other things. Uh, It'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be. Uh, The lawnmower 4.0, waterproof, same thing with the Weed Whacker, which takes care of your ear hair, nose hair. I mean, nose hair in particular, you know, I'm getting up there in age, and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue. This will take care of it. It feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes. It pisses the hell out of me. It bothers me. I need to take care of that shit. This will take care of it for you, the Weed Whacker. Uh, make uh, part of the package that you get with your manscape purchase and the manscape performance package 4.0 you also get the ball toner you also get the ball deodorant keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions this package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better slim trim that's what it's all about and Manscaped.com can help you out with that so make sure you take advantage of this manscaped.com get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code iceguys at manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the promo code iceguys unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped All right, we are back here on the Ice Guys, and we're ready to wrap it up with Best Bets. Alex, uh, what do you like for Best Bet?
0: Yeah, Rich H. making a great point in the chat. Check out the Ice Guys store as well, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Got a bunch of merch up there for, for sale. But uh, Best Bet for Sunday, we're going to go over to the west side of Chicago, the early evening star with Toronto and the Blackhawks. We're going to go first period over two plus 120 plus 125 Shop around and get the, the best of that price uh, wherever available. We saw this game just be an absolute shit show when it was played in Toronto on Wednesday night. Nine seconds in, Toronto takes the lead. They give up a, a goal, and, t- and the Hawks tie it up about a minute after that. I think we're going to see that same kind of chaos. Both teams might come out sloppy in the first 20 minutes, and this might hell, be close to the full game over by the end of that period. So let's go over two in the first period with Toronto and Chicago. That's my best bet for Sunday.
1: All right, there we go. We're looking for uh, a lot of action in the Windy City there. Early in the game, Leafs-Blackhawks uh, over two in the first period for Alex uh, with his uh, best bet. And my best bet here for this Sunday card, um, I really like – I was going to go Winnipeg-New Jersey. I really do like both the Jets' side and the over in that game, but I'm waiting to see if they just make sure the lineups are right. I'll go with Edmonton-Colorado over instead. Uh, let's go with that. Oilers-Avs over 6.5, minus 130. Again, until the Oilers show, uh, they can play a sound, strong, defensive game. Uh, I'm going to keep looking over the total in their games. It's been working out lately. Uh, We're going to keep going to that same mantra here. Edmonton, Colorado, over 6.5, minus 130. I do like the Oilers a little bit. I will have a smaller bet on Edmonton here in this game as well. But for best bet, it's Edmonton, Colorado, over 6.5, minus 130. Uh, for my best bet on this Sunday card. All right, that'll wrap it up. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live. And again, the BetCast Tuesday, DM me or email Bobano350 at gmail.com to join us on the BetCast Tuesday night. 7 p.m. Eastern time. We're looking forward to it. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more download the ice guys podcast when you can't watch the show live for Alex B Smith. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Monday. We'll have Mikey, Mikey picks joining us tomorrow uh, as well uh, on the Monday edition of the ice guys presented by national hockey. Now.